where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome to a concurrent episode of The Awakened Man, Confessions of an Obese Child in a Female Holistic Health Apothecary. I hope you're doing well today. The reason I wanted to do a concurrent episode is to talk about something that I think would kind of converges in all three of these feeds. If you don't know, the most current feed is The Cinema Rag, which is a movie and celebrity gossip podcast that I created on January 1st, and you can find it on Apple and Spotify. So if you like movies or celebrity gossip, please go patronize that feed. But with the three original feeds that have been around since 2017, I thought talking about Gwyneth Paltrow getting fit shamed for her diet, I think is applicable to all three because this has to do with health, which is a big mainstay over at The Awakened Man, and it has to do with female health and what we would perceive to be holistic health or alternative health, which is what we cover at the Female Holistic Health Apothecary. Originally, it was more of a, an outlet for naturopathy and essential oils. The first four episodes were done by my ex-fiancés. If you want to hear her or know what she sounded like, go to the first four episodes of that feed. So if you go to, to the first few episodes of The Waken Man when it was Naturopathic Earth Radio, she's in that one as well. And then Confessions of an Shah because it has to do with fit shaming and it has to do with the body positive movement and so forth. So what, what is this really about? So Gwyneth Paltrow, I think most of you guys clearly know who she is. I did I did do an episode of the Cinema Rag talking about her, her overrated talent as an actress. Uh, most of you guys know that she created a wellness website and a quite lucrative, successful one called Goop. I think Goop's funny because one of the things that she's famous for was making a, a candle that smells like her vajayjay, and people actually bought it. And she has been fined by the government several times for making claims through Goop of certain of her products being able to cure certain diseases or so forth, just outlandish, spurious claims. Either way, Goop, because of the cachet of her name and her perceived health does quite well and the products there which of course are mostly geared toward females are expensive but they they cater to like an upper class woman who can afford this stuff but also kind of lives vicariously through the lifestyle of this stuff like for example if you look at the food network the food network never has episodes or, or any of the these shows like in an inner city dumpy kitchen it's always with the beautiful background like the nancy myers movies it's like just these gorgeous kitchens because really they're selling the lifestyle they're not selling the recipes so people will buy paltrow's products of goop because of by buying it they think vicariously they're living in a kind of upper class life because paltrow is upper class and paltrow is hollywood I mean, second generation Hollywood royalty. She's not like Drew Barrymore Hollywood royalty or anyone like that. But her her father was a successful television and movie producer in the 70s. And, his, and her mother was uh, Belide Danner, an actress 
that was pretty successful during that same time span. You might know it from the mother in the Meet the Parents movies with De Niro and Stiller. And of course, Paltrow has an Academy Award, and you know, I would not say she's that successful of an actress, but she is famous. So what happened is she was on a podcast talking about her diet. And she does a lot of things that I recommend that you guys do for weight loss and weight maintenance. As you guys know, I've kept off over 100 pounds for about 32 years, I'm about two months away from the 32nd anniversary. And she's 50 years old and she was on the Art of Being Well podcast. And she talked about some of the things that she does. She intermittently fasts until noon, which, I mean, anybody who's trying to lose weight or maintain it, I would strongly suggest fasting. There's so many studies indicating its efficacy. I've been doing it daily, daily since 2014, November 2014. So I've not eaten breakfast since then. And for the last two years, I normally break my fast now around 2.45 to 3 o'clock, and then I'll finish eating everything by 7. I try to by 7. So I've been doing a 20-hour eating window for about two years. And I've talked about it here in previous episodes and all the feeds. I don't do it necessarily for weight maintenance anymore. I just do it because I don't miss the spikes and crashes of eating three meals a day, six meals a day, whatever you want to call it. And I love the cognitive spike I get fasting so in the morning early afternoon my 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 mind is on fire I, I i do my best work during that time i do my podcast during that time and other things i do my workouts during that time and i just i will never go back to eating because i do not miss the spikes and the crashes and i don't miss the hunger pangs like i don't feel hunger pangs even at three o'clock even if i push it to five the first sign that I might, I need food is I'll probably lose some energy around five, but I, I don't, I haven't felt hungry in years, but it's mostly for the cognition. Then, then the things that are doing that it's doing on a cellular level, but either way. So she talks about how she fasts till noon and then she eats something that doesn't spike her blood sugar, like bone broth or soup, something like that to kind of keep her in that kind of, I wouldn't say keto fast because she's probably depending on when it's in the bone broth. I mean, that is healthy stuff. It's high, good fat stuff. And then she'll do one hour of movement like Pilates or, or walking or running. And then she does uh, infrared sauna for 30 minutes. And then for dinner, she does a paleo dinner with lots of vegetables to support her detox. And so she talks about it there with the paleo name drop that she supports paleo. And look, I've supported paleo, Naturopathic Earth, the website, I've, I've said it forever. You know, two of the mottos going back to 2017 when I found it, it was, if God didn't make it, don't eat it. If God didn't make that food, don't eat it. We need to stay away from the Franken foods, the fake foods, the processed foods. And when people think of paleo, they think it's really restrictive, but it's really not because you can eat fish, you can eat beef, you can eat chicken, you can eat all the fruits and vegetables, you can eat honey, and then, you know, modified paleo, you can eat like high percentage dark chocolate, maybe wine here or there. And then you could you know, make it flexible to what you want. You can eat like a kind of modified paleo. But no doubt. I mean, if you look at, at some of these things, these hacks, these biohacks, as they would talk about, she fasts, she does infrared sauna, she has a paleo diet, bone broth. Sounds like she's been listening to uh, the Primal podcast with Mark Sisson. You know, she's into that bulletproof with um, 
Dave Offspree, you know, that whole world. And I used to listen to that world. That's one of the reasons why I started fasting in 2014 and how I cleaned up my diet is I, I, I stumbled upon that kind of content. And um, so she's definitely in that, in that paleo world. So since then, people have come out and talked about her, quote, starvation diet. So Megan McCain, she kind of has a... Uh, I guess she's a television personality. She was on The View for a little while. She's labeled it the starvation diet. She talks about how it makes you look more haggard and so forth. And she she just makes judgments on it. She says, nothing about her day sounds nourishing or fulfilling. The laser focus on wellness seems to be obsessive and quite frankly, unwell. And then she talks about some other things about that. Then there's a plus size model also that's come out shaming her, telling her that she shouldn't eat. Tess Holiday is a plus size model who used to be anorexic, but now she's morbidly overweight. And she says bone broth is not a suitable meal. But yet people to continue to give her air time, to give her platform, to give her to take her advice because everyone's too afraid to be fat. Yeah, I would say that. I mean, look, look. I did an episode here how something like 50% of Americans rather lose a year off their life than be fat. 15% rather have a special ed child or lose an arm than be fat. So I think to a certain extent, um, she's right in that regard. But here's my take on this. So people have come out to, and fit shamed her. They're fit shaming her. Like, how dare you, Paltrow, talk about your diet? And the way I look is like she's on a podcast where the people asked her, what do you eat? Okay, what do you eat? She has a platform that talks about wellness. And look, there have been some F-level celebrities that have come out and talked about supporting her, like Bethany Frankel. And the thing is this, look, the ones who've come out and said that her diet is horrible are all overweight. They're all overweight. And those that support her are healthy-weighted. And I think that says a lot. I think what this really is about is envy and jealousy of Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow is 50 and can wear a bikini. Okay? That took some work. She has good DNA. Don't get me wrong. She has good DNA. But that takes work. It takes discipline to eat that kind of diet. Do I think she only eats bone broth for lunch and vegetables every evening? No. I'm sure she says she has a paleo diet. So I'm sure she is eating meat. I'm sure she, when she goes out, has some wine. I'm sure she splurges. She's just talking about her overall diet. And... I think it's interesting that, that people shame her for her diet because, hey, she's just talking about her diet. And really what it is, is the classic thing that you see is more with women than with men, which is just envy. This is all about envy. These people envy Paltrow because she's aged phenomenally well, like the Asian women. She's aged well. She's kept her weight. She's very wealthy. She has two beautiful children. She used to be married or I, I, I don't remember married, but there were a couple with one of the, the front men for one of the most famous bands of the world, Coldplay. Her husband right now is one of the most successful producers in Hollywood, Brad Falchek. He She used to be with Brad Pitt and Ben Affleck. Look, I mean, you could see why some women would be envious of Paul Trump. And I think this is what it really has to do with. It doesn't have to do with her diet because if common lady came on and talked about her diet, no one would care. But what it really is, is Paul Tro is an easy, convenient target because she represents white, cis privilege. 
She's rich, she's beautiful, multimillionaire, Oscar winner, and like everything that you hate about your life, you're gonna look at her and hate her for her diet and for her. So you're just looking for reasons to bring her down. And what she's saying is common sense, and these are common biohacks. Joe Rogan does a lot of these biohacks. Joe Rogan has an infrared sauna. Most celebrity people have do cryo, which I'm sure she does, and they have infrared saunas. A lot of people do paleo. And I don't do paleo. Look, I, I support paleo, so don't think I have confirmation bias. You could say I have confirmation bias about fasting. That's fine because I've been fasting for a long time. But I fast because I don't go back because I feel better when I'm fasting than when I wasn't fasting. But I don't eat paleo. Like yesterday, this is Lent. I, had, I went to a fish fry at my church and had fried catfish, coleslaw, green beans, hush puppies, and um, a little cake. They had cake. So I eat anything I want. I don't restrict anything. That's part of the weight maintenance. It's a fundamental difference between weight loss and weight maintenance. Weight loss, I would recommend that you do be a little more stringent and try to eliminate things like sodas and wine that you know are going to just be excess of calories. But weight maintenance is for the long haul. And so you have to have a diet, I think, that's much more adaptable if you want to be successful because you can... You can do a crash diet where there's no dairy, there's no gluten, there's no anything. And you can maybe do that for two months, especially if you're getting results. But I talk about it over at Confessions, and then, and now what? What do you do after that? And now what? You've lost the weight. Now you think you're gonna live a life of no pizza, pasta, bread, eggs, dairy, milk, all, no, come on, this is why 80% of people who lose more than 50 pounds gain it back. So you have to get something that's adaptable. So doing it for 30 years now, I know it works for me. I work out daily. I'm going to go run five miles. And I fast every day. And then pretty much when I'm, when I'm eating, since I have such a small eating window, I eat whatever I want. I, eat, I love dark chocolate and dipping it in peanut butter. I love that. I make smoothies and yogurt bowls. And I will eat Whataburger. I will eat whatever I want. So if it's my kid's birthday, I'm going to eat cake. Now, right now, I've given up all flour-based sweets for my Lenten um, giving up. But on Sundays, you can break that. So on Sundays, I'll eat cake. But if it's not Lent, I'll eat cake here and there. So Paltrow is similar to what happened to Adele and Rebel Wilson. A lot of people turned on Adele and Rebel Wilson when they lost the weight because fat women, which is a lot of women in America, I mean, the average woman is 5'3 and a half and weighs 170 pounds. And we know obesity is the biggest epidemic it's ever been in American history right now. 70% of women are over, or so I should say, 70% of Americans are overweight, 40% are obese. So a lot of people supported these people like Adele and Rebel Wilson when they were overweight because they could relate to them. And then when they started losing the weight, it's like, how dare you? And they turned on them for losing weight. How dare you? So Adele's last album wasn't as successful as the other ones, I think partly because of the weight. But she got fit shamed. So Paul Tro, it's getting fit shamed for not supporting a bad diet. Why would she support a bad diet that shortens our life expectancy? Tess Holliday, the quote plus size model that I talked about, who was calling her out, is a, it says a body positive supporter. Look, I'm very clear on the body positive movement. Any movement that tells you that it's okay to be fat is not a movement with endorsing because obesity shortens your life expectancy. So we're not going to support any lifestyle that shortens our life expectancy. So Tess Holliday is morbidly overweight. You don't think she would, in a second, 
switch places and be in Paltrow's body, then she wouldn't be a body positive supporter. The body positive movement is all a scam. It's a complete sham to support and embrace and tell people, men and women, to stay fat, which means you're going to die seven to 10 years earlier. Why would we do that? I'm not saying you should bully people, but there's a fine line. True, true, true love and charity is to tell people, I love you. This lifestyle, whether it be you're shooting up heroin every day or whatever it is, this lifestyle is not good for you. We want you to be around a long time. Please do the deep work. Fix your, inner, fix your childhood trauma, intergenerational trauma that made you turn to food or whatever it is, drugs, alcohol, that made you turn to food and drugs in the first place to nurture your pain. If you are fat, it's because you have a disordered relationship with food. Stop BSing yourself and think you have a glandular or metabolic disorder. No, you have a disordered relationship with food. And I'm not judging you because I was there. I know, I've talked about over confessions all the time, especially the first 20 episodes. I was binge eating all the time because I love the food more than I love myself. I was turning to food because I had an alcoholic, rageolic father and a distant, non-nurturing mother. So I turned to food. And then when I started getting bullied in, in school, as I got fatter and fatter, I turned to food even more to, to numb the pain, to nurture me. Look at a dog. A dog will go up to a food bowl, eat when it's like, I'm hungry, I'll eat. It eats till it stops being hungry. Not when it's bloated and full and about to vomit. It stops eating and walks away. That's the kind of relationship we need to have with food. The, the relationship the four-year-old has. Mommy, I'm hungry. Here's some food. And then it eats a little and walks away and goes and plays. That's it. But if you're overweight, including plus size model, all these people, it's because you have a disordered relationship with food. But you can't be honest with yourself. You can't be honest. Like we talked about in the Sam Smith episode. He, he's overweight now, the singer. Just be honest and be like, look, I don't like where I'm at right now. I wish I was skinnier. I'm dealing with some stuff. I hope to get there. But they don't want to say that because they don't want to alienate their fan base. Because today we live in the cancel culture woke world where, if you, uh, and also the producers, like in Sam Smith's case, alienates his, uh, his base, some of his base. I mean, a decent percentage of his base, given that 70% of Americans are overweight. Yes, I know he's British. He might alienate his fan base if he's honest and says he wants to lose weight. So he's not going to say that because he's thinking more about money and mammon than he is about the message. And this is the better message to say is, look, I'm overweight. I'm working on it. I need to fix some 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 stuff so I can have an, an ordered relationship with food. So Paltrow is a convenient scapegoat for fat people who are who want to shame her because deep down they hate her because deep down they want to be her. It's like when you hate the cheerleaders in high school. You hate them, but deep down you want to be them. Or the, the jocks. The guys hate them, but deep down the nerds hate them, but they want to be them. And it's the same thing here. So what Paltrow is telling you to do is eat food, that's not doused in pesticides. Don't eat franken food shot up with food dyes, fake preservatives, aspartame, and all this garbage. She's telling you to fast, which is very in line with our, our metabolism. We've been doing it since the Paleolithic era. She's telling you to do infrared saunas, which is a vasodilator, which we have episodes here. Shorten your chances of getting Alzheimer and all risk mortality by 75, I'm sorry, 67%. If you do it 20 minutes a day, four times a week, everything she's telling you are good biohacks. But these people have to shame her. And there's no reason to shame her because the shame is about based on envy, not on what she does. And whatever Pacho does, that's up to her. But you know what? Chances are statistically she's going to live a lot longer 
than somebody who is a body positive, overweight person. And that's what the stats will say. Guys, go post a review if you agree or disagree. Click on the link to take you to Naturopathic Earth, the website where you can find all four feeds, including the cinema round. Until next time, take care. God bless and pray. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time.